Bigweed here. Today we review a golden ale and discuss Woodstock. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Bigweed and Crow Hill. Good evening, Crow Hill. Good evening, Bigweed. So, what's on your mind? Well, I, I feel like our generation... You know, the people who were born 25 years ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. Now, our generation grew up with this, with this feeling of we missed out. This feeling like, you know, there was the, there was the 60s and there was all this cool stuff happening in the 60s. Yes. And there were all these protests and there was peace and love and rock and roll and all this stuff. And we were just after that. Yes, there was all the, the Vietnam stuff and yeah. all of the hippie movement and yeah. the free love. Right. And, Experiment, experimenting with drugs, and then our formative years were disco. <laughs> so yeah, it kind yeah. of felt like yeah. you know, and you know Woodstock would be the would yeah. be the classic that, thing. Yes, that's like the, that's, it that, wasn't that even the, an option. I was five. <laughs> yeah, as a quintessential <laughs> marker yeah. of the age, right. was, was Woodstock. Yeah. yeah. And, and and all those you know all those concerts you know we could have seen but no we were just born a little great too bands late. that played yeah. great sets bands that just took off at the time mm-hmm. uh, yes yeah, just uh, this but it's this like that spontaneous decade. and harmonious uh, you know event yeah you know, go go went down in history as something that uh, defined an age well the sixties which isn't actually just nineteen sixty nineteen sixty nine it's like it it's goes really a, it goes a little bit or before and a little bit after, but but still. Well, no, but the '60s that we think of is really it's like '67 to '69. Yeah, like like '65 was still more like Pat Boone, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and right. and you how about how about think of this '60? Uh, it's the difference between the Sound of Music was the Oscar Picture of the Year, mm-hmm. followed by Midnight Cowboy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, there's the, a big, there's a big cultural shift. Yeah. And so I think our generation grew up feeling like we kind of missed it a little bit. We did. We got left out. We did. Yeah. All right. But we didn't get left out of, uh, Zynga Beer. Okay. Zynga Beer is from Black Lightning Brewery, which is Black Viking. Black Viking, what did I say? Like, uh, I'm sorry, Black Viking Brewery, and they're local. They're from Montgomery County, right. just up the road here. And this is a ginger golden ale. Well, uh, ze- uh, brewed with zesty ginger and sweet wildflower honey. Hmm. Yeah. There you go. Let's see what you got. It's I can okay. It's very mild. It's not. It's not punching your face, ginger. Um, just no. a touch, just a touch of ginger, just a touch of honey. It's a very, very light, drinkable beer. Yeah, coming in uh, at your five and a half. Mm-hmm. Now they brewed it, but they didn't brew it. So there's, um, uh, you showed me a picture of them with like a pilot system. You know, maybe a relatively uh, small, uh, yeah, like 15 a fifteen gallon system or right, something, something like that. Something I could that. put in my garage, easy. Yeah, yeah, and this has brewed and canned for Black Viking Brewing by. PSA Brewery in uh, Baltimore. So this is one of those contract brewing things, apparently. Yes. So I guess they came up with the recipe, and they tried it out. And once they got the recipe the way they wanted, they had a contract. I guess they have a contract brewery. I, I guess. It seemed like you... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Is it, did they, you know, does, does the other... Does the brewer, a contract brewer, 
responsible for the scaling. Hmm. So you yeah. say, all right, now I'm now I want to do I don't know what what are, what are they fifteen what the, what the big fifteen barrels. Is that what, fifteen like, barrels is is a relatively small uh, like like for a like a brew pub brew pub kind of scale yeah. yeah. But I mean if they're if if they're distributing this canned beer uh, everywhere from Connecticut to uh, yeah I'm not sure about that I'm not sure just because it says that there's a refund on the can in those states I'm not sure beer really, isn't, isn't in Hawaii no they're not they're not distributed that far when I went to their website and looked where they are they're only like in 10 liquor stores around here. <laughs> okay one of them just happens to be right <laughs> up the road here yeah okay. so it's a relatively small brewery and there's a few interesting things about this this uh, company and this brewery one is the the founders met uh, playing basketball all in, right uh, in high school in Montgomery County okay um, another one is that they um, they have a TV show all right. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. And and the other thing is that they're local. So we like drinking right. local beers and supporting local breweries. And they so. only brew one beer. And they only brew one beer. This is this is it. Zynga beer. Zynga beer. And it's an interesting picture. You know, Viking TV shows have become kind of common recently yeah. and yeah. popular. Yeah. Black Viking. Okay. Kind of. All right. So it's a, it's a very drinkable beer. I don't. I don't get a whole lot of ginger out of it, no. um, and I don't really taste the honey, but it's it's just barely there, just a, mm-hmm. just a hint of it. Very drinkable, uh, a nice beer. Yeah. Okay, Woodstock, Woodstock, Woodstock. Now I got a little Woodstock story mm-hmm. that just occurred three days ago. Okay. I well, two years ago uh, on a motorcycle trip to the Ad- Adirondacks, we went to Bethel, New York, and there is a, a museum. And a very nice concert space on the location of the... Where the original Woodstock was. Where the original was, yeah, was right. you know. Constant running films and the memorabilia and stuff like that. So it, it was very nice. Last weekend, I was in Bethel, Connecticut. Okay. And uh, see some old friends who used to live in Baltimore. They now live in Bethel. And I mentioned something about the, the Bethel, New York. And like, yeah... The, the the wife of the couple has a bakery at the train station that runs to New York. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Very, you know, great spot for um, sure. to yeah. right. scones and, and coffee yeah, exactly. at the train station. Right. So uh, he says every year they get a train load of German tourists who show up looking for Woodstock. Oh my goodness! And they have and they're in the wrong state. That, yes, that there is a there's a specific German travel agency ah. that doesn't that doesn't it's got this all screwed up and told them all you <laughs> once you're in New York it's just a straight shot on a train right into Bethel where the event was and they go the wrong way and they get into Connecticut <laughs> and, and they're like so where was it and, 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 sorry and, and Robin has to say way. no it's uh, it's about two hours but I do here. have some scones <laughs> I have some scones but you can't get there from here. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Uh, yeah, that was, so obviously they haven't tried to set this uh, travel company straight because it's getting results she put, in business. She put something on her website yeah? about it. This is not the Bethel of Woodstock. <laughs> you know, there's got to be a Bethel in every state. This, probably. You know, Bethel's one of those biblical mm-hmm. uh, locations. There's probably a Bethel in every state. So Woodstock... 1969. So, 1969, August 15th, 1969, these young 
combination record producers and event producers came up with this idea because they were in their twenties. We the just got so yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Everybody under twenty-seven, um, right? You think of the the summer music festival is just now we got part all of the culture. culture. Yeah, you know, you just can't. There's a new thing back. Then. You can't swing a dead cat. Right. And anywhere you go, there's a there's a over there's a three day concert. Right. There's Somewhere. one this weekend, Appaloosa, out by Front Royal. Yeah. Ah, yeah. that's this weekend. Yeah. So, but this time this was a this was a very new thing, and uh, they originally had it scheduled for uh, what is what is it? White fish, white something next next right next door to town. A town just down down the road. Yeah. And the townsfolk got together and, and they, they said they, no. They wall kill, and they saw this thing coming together, and they're like, we don't want any parts of that. So. Uh, the now famous um, Max Yeager says had a farm. Uh, Yeager, yeah, says uh, he would rent out part of the farm. And and if you look at the pictures of the topography of the farm, it's perfect. Yes, it's, 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 it's just sloped exactly right, so you can have the stage down at one spot and people sitting up on the hill. And it was actually a very beautiful location. Right. Um, but pulling all this together. These not, guys were not masterminds at operations. They were not that great at this. No, yeah. And, you know, I think, think the, the, the main dude there, Michael Lang, had pulled off a music festival the year before in Miami. But yeah. Not of this scale. Right, yeah. Well, they weren't expecting half a million. Apparently, they were expecting 50,000. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But then they, they pre-sold 100,000, so they already know we're in Yeah, for, they already know. We're, in, yeah. for, we're in for 100,000. It just, you know. Just from, just from from locking down the location, yeah, you know they were behind schedule the entire time, and the infrastructure just wasn't there. Yeah, the the roads weren't good it's enough. A two lane yeah. road. They didn't have enough porta potties. I mean, they, they just in every way that you'd need to have infrastructure for an event like this, yeah. they didn't. You have to build a stage. You have to yeah. build build everything from scratch. Put up a, a mile of fencing. Yeah, um, and then power lines, and then towers for speakers and everything else. They had to build all this stuff, and apparently they just barely got it done in time. Right, which includes not really having the proper security and such to, to handle all the ticket buying, and so people just push the fence over. Yeah, apparently, so generally speaking, it was a peaceful event, but there were a couple of uh, ne'er-do-wells, and some of them were some anarchists who came in and push down the fence yeah. and just let people come in for free. So yeah. I don't know of the 500,000 who were there. I don't know how many actually bought tickets. Right. And I don't know of the, of the number of tickets covered the cost of the event. I know yeah. they didn't make any money on right. it. But, uh, the, the cost was $7 for one day, $14 for two days, 18 or $19 for three days. Okay. Yeah. Which I translated mean, 20, into modern. 20 bucks back, is back no then, cheap. Is there no that, cheap? Yeah, that's not cheap for, for no. back then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they got, um, I think, uh, so CCR, Credence, was the first big name, and then that kind of gave it the gravitas to bring on some others. And right. so they ended up with some pretty big names. Oh, I they definitely had big names, I didn't names, quite yeah. get to uh, uh, Beatles, Stones, or Bob Dylan. Yeah. But, uh, the you know, the Who and the Dead. And, right. And, Jimi Hendrix. And, and, yeah, Hendrix, right, of course. Right, yeah. Jimmy Joan Baez. And yeah. A lot, lot of big names. Crosby, Stills, Nash. Although this is yeah. apparently the first time they've performed together. I, I guess without Neil Young. Okay. Because right? it was okay. Crosby, okay. Stills, Nash. Yeah. 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 So, uh, 
So it was a pretty. <laughs> so then, it's it was what, what was it billed as? Uh, three days oh, of peace and music, and and what and you always music. hear is is peace, peace and love, and music and harmony and understanding and all that kind uh, of love. Which stuff. I mean, considering the number of people and all of the disasters that befell this yeah. I- event. The fact that it was as peaceful yes. as it was is, you know, is a you you can take credit for that. Yeah, but uh, it was also pretty miserable. Yeah, so there, there, are, <laughs> yes, there's there's good and bad to be said about it. On on the one hand, despite the fact that they had a big rainstorm come through and everybody got completely soaked. <laughs> yeah, despite nobody the fact, got electrocuted. <laughs> well, that was yeah. So there was this there was this power line that went right through the middle of where the people were, just getting trampled and. And it was they. There could have been easily a mass electrocution from from this power line that was not adequately buried and and you know covered over. And then there was because of all the rain, there was all this water. You, there, there could have been an absolute disaster, yeah. and there, fortunately there wasn't. And so they didn't have. They, they had a big rainstorm, which where they, people weren't really prepared for. They didn't have enough water. They didn't have enough porta potties. They didn't have enough food. They didn't have enough food. Yeah, and this was just really poor operational planning from the get-go <laughs> right. by by this guy. Right, who, uh, they ended up um, right. Uh, well, each individual band goes up there protesting against uh, the war in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It ends up being the U.S. Army who brings in supplies and takes out uh, injured <laughs> victims. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you, U.S. Army. Thank you, U.S. Army. And they had, and the townspeople themselves came together. They're like, you know what? We don't want these smelly hippies up here, but they ran out of food. Right. And they came together and donated what they could, and restaurants gave food. Yeah. And, you know, they gave, um, you know, they were able to feed people to a certain extent, and people seemed to be behaving themselves, you know, when, you know, when you're, Hungry and standing in long lines, and uh, you know, the and there t- was some pr- price gouging. Apparently, price hot, gouging. Hot, the the standard price for a hot dog at that time was twenty five cents. Yeah, and they were charging a buck because yeah. they they just didn't have enough food. And some local company came in and fed everybody granola. And I'm curious if that was like the beginning of the. <laughs> Connection between oh, hippies and granola. Yeah, sneeze <laughs> bunch of granola. Granola is crunching, uh, right? Yeah. So there are a lot of interesting contrasts between Woodstock '69 and you know later events. And one is there were just different people. Like the the cops. I, I saw an interview with a cop. Yeah. Who said they were courteous, considerate, and well behaved. Huh. All right. Despite all the trouble. Right. Despite the uh, the bad weather, despite the lack of food, the lack of water, the you know standing in line for an hour to go to the bathroom, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know just very bad conditions. Yeah, yeah, uh, just traffic so bad you just abandon your vehicle and right. walk to the event. Yeah, um, so you know, was, it could have created lot. some tensions, but you know they seem to be pretty well behaved for the for the circumstances. Generally speaking, right? Yeah, and it, if you bring four hundred thousand people <laughs> together, <laughs> yeah. five hundred thousand, you know whatever it is. And there's not a lot of conflict. There was some. There, there was one guy who like burned down a um, one of the vendors' stalls because he thought they were price gouging or something. Uh, I mean, there, there, there were isolated instances of trouble. Could you but, not? Yeah, exactly. You have four hundred, five hundred thousand people. There's going to be some bad eggs, but it didn't. It certainly was not 
uh, characterized that way. It was generally characterized by people kind of taking care of each other and getting along. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, I would say that aspect of it uh, was true, but the other, the, all of the other downsides that we've talked about in terms of, you know, what did they have, a porta pot for every for every 5,000 people or something like that? <laughs> so I saw, I think, it, I think it was something like a regular sports stadium will have one toilet for every 50 people or, or something along those lines. And they had one for every thousand <laughs> or some, something ridiculous like that. Yes. There were, there were a lot of drug overdoses. There were drug overdoses. There was uh, not, I guess I'm con- contrasting, if you contrast the, what you, the movie that came out in the seventies mm-hmm. about Woodstock and I don't know, did you see the PBS production? No. When they, it, they also only saw, only, you only saw the bright side. Yeah. Of the whole thing, and so yes, I'll give them credit. You'd actually get they actually get more credit for being well behaved when you find out how many things just went so went, went terribly wrong. Yes, and uh, there yeah. were plenty of those. There were a lot of things that went terribly wrong. Apparently, and, and a lot of the bands weren't very good, and yeah. you know you had uh, musical f- uh, or, or technical malfunctions and scheduling problems. Scheduling and all that, problems. Right. There were yeah, a lot. The first day, nobody. The old, Richie Havens was the only guy that was there. They're like, all right, they made on. him play like <laughs> eight encores. Or something. He's like, how was he? Yeah. yeah, he said. Well, his the most famous song is Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. That he, <laughs> he, he improvised. He, on he the improvised spot. on the spot because he already ran out of every song he knew. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. So he invented Freedom, which became like the iconic song of the event. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill, where you'll find lighthearted chats and deep dives. We hope you enjoy our beer reviews and banter. After which we cover everything from Tolstoy to Thomas Sowell. From God to the Green New Deal. From UFOs to UBI. From Ted Cruz to time travel. From home brewing to homeschooling. From transcendentalism to trans madness. You can reach us with your question or comment at pigweedshow at gmail.com. There were supposedly lots of foot injuries because these idiots wouldn't wear shoes. Yes, because they were just so, yeah. were such hippies. Yeah, like, such yeah. hippies. And there was a lot of nakedness and, you know, skinny dipping and other kinds lots of, of drugs. Lots of drugs and yes, people. Lots of psychedelics. Weird, weird things going oh, on. Oh, there were a lot. There was, they, they had like a, a freak out tent. Yeah. Where uh, people were, where there were people there comforting people who had taken too much acid. Too much, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Now, so. Right, it ends with the, it ends with uh, oh, it ends with Jimi Hendrix, yeah. and you know the iconic uh, uh, Star Spangled Banner, mm-hmm. right? Greatest guitarist of his age. She's the one that wraps up the whole thing. Who is the second to the last band? Oh, I don't know. Who's he was actually there on the suggestion of Jimi Hendrix? Joe Cocker. I don't know who was it. Shana Na. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, take a take a minute to look at this, and you. I I do not. I I don't know if this was like the earliest case of irony. If this is like a joke being played on on, on the entire on the entire situation, or if they're serious. You know. Well, as you said earlier, the the sixties was a time where you had. 
Pat Boone, <laughs> yeah. and you also had Jimi Hendrix, right? Yeah. So there were very uh, straight-laced kind of stuff. I mean, you know, and Joan was... Baez was just like, that, that's, we, you wouldn't ever think of somebody like that playing for a modern concert. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, not for that, that kind of thing, where you've got these, you know, these big name rock and roll bands playing, and then you've got Joan Baez. I mean, what are you talking about? Right. She's, she's great, but not, it's not the same kind of thing. So you did have this funny mix of, of kind of the progressive, what was, what was at that time the progressive rock and the kind of old style, more like 50s stuff. Right, because you had uh, Santana hasn't right. had a great set. I apparently Jan- Janis Joplin was there, but um, yeah, apparently the Grateful Dead had like one of their worst. Performances I, yeah, ever. for whatever reason yeah. they did, the Who, uh, the Who is all, it was their set started at five a.m. Yeah, because it, could know, you imagine everything else ran so? How much energy do you have? <laughs> I mean, who's uh, awake for that? <laughs> Did, did you stay up all night, or did you go to sleep and wake up? Or, I don't know. Who gets or did up you at, never at five yeah. to go listen to go listen to music? So it's just the I don't know the speed freaks who are still left over from the right. night before or, yeah. or whatever. So uh, so anyway, we couldn't, wouldn't exactly say it came off without a hitch. No, it Ra- wrapping it all up, it was. I guess my overall reaction to it is naivete that things will just kind of magically work out, which seems to be sort of a hallmark of the hippie generation. You know, just everybody goes to San Francisco and thinks that somehow everything will be right. okay. I don't right. have any money, but I'm just going to hitchhike to California and, and it's all going to work out. Somehow it will work out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So there, there is an element of that. There's just the, the hideously bad planning by the, by the guys who put the thing together. Um, but there was also, there was also kind of a attitude of we're here to, we're here for a purpose, and yeah. you know there, there was there was they were well behaved. They were trying to help one another out. There was there was a, a, a interesting fellow spirit going on there mm-hmm. that you can't deny. I mean, I generally speaking, I'm not a, a fan of of that kind of culture, but there there is a lot to say for for what happened there despite all the trouble. All right, let me use this. Are you ready to transition? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. Let me use this quote from Woodstock 69 okay. to introduce Woodstock 99. Okay, sure. It's uh, it was, uh, in, the, in the PBS documentary, and someone says, uh, I felt that if we could bring together 400,000 people with no violence and no conflict, we could change the world. Actually, I did see that documentary. I'm sorry, I didn't know it was PBS. Uh, so... Uh, Let's go forward okay. 30 years. Forward 30 years. The same idiot who couldn't figure out how to plan things for 69 tried to do it again in 99. And my feeling watching the 99 was this looks like somebody cashing in on the Woodstock name yes. without really realizing the original spirit of Woodstock until you find out it's the exact same. <laughs> Yes. How did you f it up so bad? Yeah. If you're the guy, not only you. I mean, you didn't, didn't you do, learn a you, thing? You didn't do a great job in in the first one, right? But you at least recognized the spirit of it, and did you that that was something that you would want to cultivate? And and didn't you didn't you learn the lesson from the first time that you need to have water, you need to have you need to have porta potties, <laughs> you need to have security. <laughs> You, you need to have, you know, like there's a lot of things that you need to have to make the thing safe for these people. 
No, they, he didn't. They think, had thirty years to think about. Thirty it. years to think about, it, and he didn't learn a damn thing. The guy, the guy must be a moron. So uh, Michael Lang, the twenty-seven-year-old genius, is now a fifty-seven-year-old. Who knows what? Right. Uh, I guess, and I imagine he's hasn't he been a promoter for the last thirty years? Probably. Yeah. So here they say, all right. One of the problems with the original Woodstock, first off, they're going. This is this, this thing's going to make money this time. It's right. got to make it. Which you're a promoter. That's what you're. That's you're there for. You're right, there yeah, for. Yes. Right, yeah. We expect. Right. Do we expect you to make money? Yeah. So they're like, all right. So the big problem the first time was people knocking fences down and and walking right on in. So they found a decommissioned uh, military base. Yeah. Which was already fortified. Already had fencing and, and okay. Well, that seemed like a a pretty good decision. Except that. Except that. The, it, it wasn't rolling hills. Exactly. It was a concrete tarmac. I mean, exactly. I mean, t- talk about killing the vibe. Yeah. Right from the get go, as soon as you walk in there, and everything is paved, right. paved paradise, and right. put up a parking lot. Yeah. That, so that's what it was, and and it was going to be hot. It was in August, for heaven's sakes. Yes. And here you are on concrete, and it's blazing hot, and there's not enough water. Yeah. Uh, and, Who thought of this? Isn't and, and no shade. And no shade. No shade. So it's it's uh, four dollars for a bottle of water, and you, any water you tried to bring in got confiscated at the gate. Right. F in water. Right. I mean, so it's hot, and they didn't didn't plan for enough uh, food again. Again. They didn't plan for enough water. They didn't plan for enough food. They didn't plan for enough porta potties. They didn't plan for decent sanitation, and they didn't plan for enough security. They overcharged for everything. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know how places. I mean, every festival that I go to in 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 the summertime, they have like a little misting tent, right? You yeah, have sure. You know, you have shady areas, and you yeah. have that fr- water misting, and it's just freaking water. You can't have water. You can have hoses that people can drink out of. Right. No, no, no. Don't let them drink out of that water. Make them pay four dollars. Yeah, and the water that was there oh, apparently well. was uh, contaminated. Yes, because the somehow well for one thing yeah, well, the, uh, because uh, the porta potties are overflowing, so the the like the mud that people were sliding through yeah was, was just sewage was sewage and somehow or other this the contamination got into. The water that they did have that was available, so people were yeah, drinking. I don't know how. I couldn't quite figure out. It, it, so it it wasn't city water for some reason. I mean, yeah. it's a military base. You got plumbing there. I mean, you think so? But yeah, yeah somehow somehow it got contaminated. Yeah, this disgusting uh, sewage got in. People got sick. Um, but that's only that's so. That's only setting up the kinds of problems that were at Woodstock '99. I mean, all the things, all the things that went bad in Woodstock '69 went bad doubly so at Woodstock '99, and then some. And then some, and without, uh, you know, without the hippie spirit mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, peace and love can change the world. Right. There's a little of that going. You know, there was a lot of that going on. Not none of that going on in '99. So the so sixty nine is peace and love and stop war and all that. Ninety nine is pardon me, this is going to ruin our rating for this one. Show me your tits. Yes, that, that was ninety nine. That was ninety nine. Yeah, and yeah, and in sixty nine, they freely did, but it wasn't a bunch of 
It wasn't a bunch of drunk frat boys <laughs> yes. screaming at women. Like So one of the problems with the 99 Woodstock was there were sexual assaults. And yeah. women, there, there, was, there was serious problems going on here. It wasn't just, it wasn't free love. It was like, <laughs> yeah. it was, I'm going to take. love. Yeah, right. Uh, so, um, all right. So as, the, so as the day goes on, this is only day one. So day one, people are too hot, too thirsty, they're they're hammered, and everything costs too much. Everything costs too much. So they're starting to get they're starting to get irritable about being gouged for these expensive tickets and the crummy conditions. But it's still only day one. However, they have lined up their their, their musical lineup. Yeah, ends each night. With, I mean, you Limp Biscuit uh, fan? Uh, no, but it's so like it's, head banging, violent, crazy music. Right. So it's uh, the Biggies were uh, Limp Biscuit, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Corn. I think was it Corn. Corn. Uh, I think Corn was there, and there's one other really. Oh, Rage Against the Machine. Right. And all of these are Rage Against the Machine. The name of that band sort of. Is, Gives you the the, the idea the of all here, of the vibe yeah. of all of them, right. which is this anti-authoritarian is fine because that was a hippie thing too, but it's f society. Right. Don't tell me what to do. Uh, you know, angry thrashing mosh pit. Did you remember that that I don't know who the lead singer with um, Limp Biscuit is? Yeah, but Durst, I think his name. Uh, they they had a section where they showed him. Basically, kind of feeding off the angst in the crowd, saying, "Do you do you ever wake up someday and feel like I just want to break something? Right. Let that out, you know. Yes. You got, I want you to feel that. I want you to. Gosh, right. it was it was like the horror. It was horrible. He, he was basically inciting yeah. a mob of five hundred thousand people to start being violent. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yes. So so while the the, the Behavior, which is still to come, uh, is not to be excused, but it was certainly s- set up by the promoters. It was it was instigated by the style of music, by the lyrics, yeah. by what the musicians were saying. Mm-hmm. It was it was angry music uh, for a bunch of angsty teenagers who were already hot, dehydrated. You know, and upset. Yes. 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 Uh, Inexcusable, but come on, Lang and the other guys. And you you saw, you knew the lineup you were putting together. You thought, what is that? Was that, were those the only headliners that you could, that you could come up with in 1999? I'm sure there's plenty of others that uh, would have created a different scene. So once again, I'm not supporting the 1969 uh, revolution attitude because, I mean, there, there were, there were elements of that that I would, that I would agree with, and there were elements that I would completely disagree with. But the the '69 revolution attitude was was more about peace than it was about crazy violence, right? Because, I, right, because they were in the middle of war, yeah, and, so. and their their friends were being drafted yeah. and all this kind of thing. But I, I heard a good quote, which was, "It's not no longer about revolution; it's about buy my T-shirt." <laughs> <laughs> that was the difference between '69 and '99. Yes, yeah. yes, there was a there. Uh, there was an anti-corporatism vibe, which yeah. also existed in, in in '69, but they 
but they didn't direct that at Woodstock. They thought Woodstock was the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Where in '99. They're feeling that, uh, you know, greedy corporatism is right there with them. Right. Is, you know, is, is, is responsible for their misery. Yeah. Now, that we're getting back to this Limp Biscuit thing and his, his inciting of the mob, yeah. I, there was a very, there was one interesting section in one of the videos that we watched about this where they were talking about the id, the ego, and the superego all right. clashing. Like, you could see them, you could see them all clashing in this guy's mind as he's doing, you know, well, we, I really should, I really should, no, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I really should kind of control this, no, right. forget it, he kind of went through a little bit of that and then in the end absolved himself yeah. entirely. It wasn't me, it wasn't <laughs> me, I, you know, whatever they yeah, chose to do. kind of was, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the circumstances were already there. So, that's just, so, by, you know, so, each day it all gets worse. So the first day it's already first day. First day it's bad, but you don't have the sewage and the water poisoning right. quite just yet. What I heard was Friday was beautiful. Saturday we were living in filth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, no, I don't know if I don't know if it was nobody used the trash cans. Nobody emptied the trash. There cans. There weren't enough no, trash cans, or, yes, and they weren't and, emptying. And, them, no, right? and nobody yeah. was emptying. Then, yeah. Fi- yeah, finally, after all the. The trash is built up all around the trash can. Then why even walk over to the trash can? Right, anymore? just throw it out <laughs> wherever yeah. you are. Actually, what they were doing is they were throwing it at the stage. Yeah, so there point. were bottle plastic bottles were full, empty plastic bottles, unfortunately, yeah. because they're 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 dying of dehydration. Yeah, and uh, yes, we're going at no matter who it was, and they're like even, uh, you know, Jewel and. Uh, Cheryl Crow. They, they were feeling unsafe. They were feeling well, we got to get out of here. Yes, because they were glad. To, they, yeah. they, you know, they finished their set and got the hell, on the buses, got right. the hell out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not cool. So then, night. So they have a rage the, every night. Apparently, so there was the, there was the regular schedule during the day, and then at and night then in, in uh, like a in like a aircraft hangar. Right. They had the 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 rage drugs. parties. Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, which were which so, were right. So it's like after, right? So it's two. It's it's two o'clock. You've been the bands have been playing for twelve hours. Hey, I got an idea. Let's all go take uh, ecstasy. ecstasy and <laughs> go down to the go to the rage party. <laughs> so, yeah, and get naked and body surf across the uh, crowd and everything yeah, else. It was so. it was basically you got the impression that there were a lot of people who just liked chaos. Yes, and the the promoters promoted that. Yeah, uh, inadvertently. Mm-hmm. So so all right. So the last night was was it three nights? Was, it, was that the second the second night? That it, it was supposed to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, okay. three days. So then, when did the first when, when did the first fire pop? Oh, uh-huh. so something caught on fire. Yeah, I think that was I think that was the the last night. Yeah, that yeah, was Sunday yeah. night. Yeah. So so Friday was a decent day, and then Saturday there there was just filth everywhere. Yeah, I got and, I think people got belligerent and rowdy. Right, and, people got belligerent and rowdy and and somewhat violent. And then Sunday <laughs> it, it really fell apart. People yeah, started tearing ter- things down. Then it down. just turned into Mad Max. Yes, and and there was like some once again, some of the singers were were almost encouraging them to to violence and mayhem and they, they started these fires and there were there were yeah, another grabbing anything and 
everything that could including, burn, including right. you know, including the uh, equipment, vendor stalls, vendor stalls. They were they were tearing equipment. down. Apparently, the people in the one of the uh, one of the places where the staff were located, where they were doing uh, you know sound stuff. I don't know. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. right. You know, in because they they had some actual buildings there. It was a military base. Yeah. So yeah, so the staff's in there, and you've got uh, uh, the first aid people, yeah. and and they said it was like zombies coming over the wall. Yeah, try, right. trying to find things locked, to rip they down. Their, they locked themselves in. Right. They went up, didn't know what would happen if they if they broke through. Right. The pol- the fire department would not go put out a fire. Yeah, because they didn't want to go anywhere, anywhere near this place. No. So they're so they're destroying equipment. Now vehicles are getting set on fire. Then there's the whole the vendors area. Uh, gets torn down. Just right. gets overrun, and everybody yeah. just takes everything, including the, uh, you know, they, I don't know, if they ever, Steal the cash. Did they even break open the ATM machines? Yes, they, they broke open the ATM machines, they stole everything, they broke things down, they burned what they could. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, plus Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, just craziness. Right, right, so, no security, so they, the security that they had were just like, hey, you want to wear a yellow you, you, shirt? You want to wear a yellow shirt and make four hundred dollars in a weekend? Sure. All right. All right. I'm security. They didn't know what to do or do they, anything. So no co- training. No, no training, coordinated no response yeah. to do anything. Yeah. Um, uh, it was awful. Yes. And so, what? What do you think? So, why? Well, yeah. Why? Why was the '99 Woodstock? So we're not like idealizing the '69 Woodstock. There were there no. Were so that's why. Yeah, I, that's why. I mean, I, I think we went through. It was not nearly the the three days of of, of peace and love that people like to say. Yes, yes. I mean it, it. It was. It had kind a couple. Of it was kind of, I mean, it was. It was re- remarkable in its lack of conflict and violence. Yeah. That's true. But the experience for the people there uh, was kind of crappy. Yeah, apparently. But but generally speaking, there there were some some good things to say about Woodstock '69. Woodstock '99. I'm not sure there's anything good to say about Woodstock '99. And what's the different? What? So you have the same idiot guys putting it together who who apparently have no operational sense in their body. They can't they can't figure out how to have enough toilets for for all these people. What's different between the two? Why was '99? So crazy, as opposed to sixty. Uh, yes. Yeah, so nineteen ninety nine. Let's think about um, yeah. What? Where? Where were we? Sort of technologically or politically or probably one thing. We're probably very far. Let's maybe one of the longest stretches of actual peace of mm. non-war. Mm. Where I think you. Forget how good you have it. Yeah, I think so. So that's a, a very spoiled set of materialistic and spoiled set of kids who um, I don't know who were what grew who were inspired by them. It's some angry post-punk metal, uh, which is nihilistic. Yeah. And so there's no sense of there's no sense of community. I, think I don't the, know what else. Uh, I think the culture. I think the culture had moved in a lot yeah. of ways, and in like in one way, the your average 
22-year-old guy in 1969 probably had more respect for women than your average 22-year-old guy in 1999. And and for authority, despite this supposed yes. anti-authority... Exactly, uh, exactly. They, they were polite and courteous. They Even though there was nakedness and all this, they weren't like grabbing people, you know, d- be doing inappropriate things. Because I think there was sort of a residual uh, courtesy and respect that people still had in 1969... That had eroded by 1999, where you have, you know, the show us your tits crowd rather than the. Yeah. Okay, so that's part of it. I yeah, think. Yeah, still, still, yes. I mean, even the, the, the even your hippies um, respected uh, their teachers and the principal and, yeah. and uh, you know, the local cop. And, right, just, yes, you know, exactly. I, yeah, they, they weren't. They, and I that gets to my second point, which is sort of order versus chaos. And yeah. I, I think. In the 99 Woodstock, you had this attitude of just affirming chaos as something valuable in itself. Not just from the music, from the musicians, from the songs they were singing, but also just the the attitude of the crowd. Just chaos was a good thing. You know, this this like, uh, what's it called when you kind of get your emotions out and... Cathartic. Cathartic, yeah. Uh, Cathartic. People believed in this... In this, you know, let it all out, have a, you know, have your crazy emotional time. And then the music itself, if you compare the music from Woodstock 69 and Woodstock 99, the music was violent. Uh, What they were saying and the the way it was played. Um, Yeah. And I, I guess, I guess the big difference is the Woodstock 99 was like freedom with no responsibility. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know exactly what to pin that on, except that I would think that the, the people in 69 just still had some, uh, they were, they were still raised in an environment where responsibility was, was ex- expected that you, as you said, you treated your teacher and your principal and the cop with respect. Yeah. And now, or what, well, not now. No, this no, is, I, God, I 20 years later. Yeah. I don't want to think about, uh, what it would Woodstock, be. Woodstock 24. <laughs> right. Yeah. All that was gone. There was just no respect, no, no sense of courtesy. Right. Just, but, which, but could have, but could have been reined in with the proper conditions. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if you were at a, let's just say it was like, like the, a, a leafy rolling hill renaissance festival right. atmosphere, right? Boom, that calms people down. Yes. Uh, have enough water. Yeah. Ha- have enough uh-huh. bathrooms. Ha- <laughs> yeah. Have security so when somebody gets out of hand, it, it gets taken care yeah, of. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. So you're, you're, you're right that there is, was something in, in the attitude that, that changed, but that could have been mitigated by some, by some proper decisions. Yes. You know, speaking of renaissance festival, I just want to bring up the, a little point. Uh, not this year, but last year at the Renaissance Festival, uh, Mrs. Crowho and I were at this show, and this woman in the show was having some sort of health issue. Huh. Well, it wasn't two minutes before some uh, some nurses were there taking care of her. Uh huh. And I, I like when I'm nurses I, in the crowd. No, or, or no people who were like employed by the Renaissance Festival. They they were on top of it. Like so, so they, they had they, a, called, so they had people. It, was, yeah. it wasn't one gal up at the gate that you had to wait no, for, right? Exactly. They they had some system 
we've got an issue here, and they got somebody there, and they took care of it. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was immensely impressed, because you go to the Renaissance Festival, you don't see nurses and stuff walking around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know where they are. Yeah, right. Somehow, right. Somehow a wheelchair pops out yeah, somewhere. Exactly. And, yeah. so, somehow <laughs> the support system pops up out of nowhere yeah. because they were they planned it. They knew what they were doing. They were ready. I was I was very, very impressed. Very good. The the this Woodstock ninety nine it was the opposite. They had none of that stuff. They didn't know anything what they were doing. They did not. All right, Michael Lang uh, and company. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, and bad don't job. Do don't do walk. it again. Don't do leave it. Leave it to somebody else who's doing. Right, leave, it, leave it to somebody who's organizing Renaissance fairs. There you go. To put together the exactly. next one. Exactly. Them... Some jugglers out there to lighten the mood. <laughs> some jousts. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. All right. So, what do you got for me? Uh, how about? Russian firefighters. Oh, and yes. And little old ladies. Oh, my gosh. What a story. There's this woman, old woman, can, can't walk very well. There's just two walking sticks. Yeah. Hunchy, babushka, bad yeah. posture. Try, trying to get across the road. And I don't know why she was there. Uh, yes, was, I don't know, yes. So maybe she, she should have crossed somewhere else. That was, was a bad choice. But at this yeah. point, she's stuck in the she, median. Yeah, she's stuck in the median. She's trying to get across the road. All these cars are going by. Just like, who cares? You know, it's not my problem. <laughs> That's right. Right? And the fire truck comes along out of nowhere. I don't yeah. know why. Pulls across traffic, stops traffic. Right, drives the fire- over the median, yeah. into, the, uh, into the opposite traffic, blocks the whole thing. The firefighters all get out, stop traffic, no. They create a little chain. And then and then one of them goes over and helps the lady across the street. <laughs> it's like, it's lovely. You know, just it's just respect for old people. Is a is a virtue. Yes, it was. It was very good. Now it was in the Russian province of Kaliningrad. Okay. Do you know about Kaliningrad? I do not. I do not. Well, it is fascinating. Uh, It doesn't have anything to do with the story, but it is fascinating. So Russia has a chunk of land. Oh, that little chunk we talked about. Yeah, between uh, sandwich between Lithuania and Poland. Okay. Which gives apparently gives them a a, you know a port, a warm water port, warm water port. Yeah. But it's two countries away. From Russia. <laughs> That's but weird. you know, they ain't giving that up. I mean, no. they'll fight the whole world yes. to keep this little, tiny little chunk of land, which I'm sure is valuable to them. But it is a funny little piece of That is land. a funny little piece of land. Yeah. But that's interesting. And they apparently uh, have the kindest firefighters. I've heard that they have the kindest firefighters in all of Russia. Apparently they do. <laughs> and well done, boys. <laughs> <laughs> If you like Beer in Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill, please like it, share it, give us a good review, post it to Facebook, all that good stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you.